0: How you doing today? Boy, that was so sad. That was the saddest good I've ever heard. How you doing? It's like my kids. Good. What up, fam? How you doing today? Yeah, that's right. My name's Ryan Tremble. I'm the youth pastor here. And man, is it good to be in the adults where everybody behaves and no one's texting or slapping or touching each other? It's phenomenal. I love being here um, and being able to have this opportunity. Just want to thank Pastor Phil and Ms. Kim for all that they do. They're on their sabbatical and they're giving us the opportunity to bring forth the word. I'm so excited about that. Some of you were here a couple of weeks ago, and I said if we had we had an event called Turn Up, uh it happened two weeks. Days ago, and I said, if we had 100 students, I'd get my hair blonde. Do you see my hair blonde? No, it's getting grayer. But listen... We didn't get 100 students, but we did get 87 students. We did have 14 kids make a decision for Jesus. So listen, uh, that is phenomenal. The the things that are going on over there in our youth group right now is just amazing. Parents, if you have middle school or high school students, um, we have uh, services every Wednesday for them. We do extreme uh, games, worship, a message, and then small groups. And then this Saturday, we have our first annual Choctober, where we're going to have a chocolate slip and slide. We're going to have chocolate food. We're going to have chocolate fun and chocolate drinks. That's this Saturday from three to five. It is going to be a blast. So if you have a middle school or high school student, that is going to be the perfect time to come and see what the church the youth group is all about and if you're not following us on Instagram do that we make uh, social media posts to help keep you guys up to date of what is going on and highlighting it so let's get into the series today last week pastor uh, Luke gave us the idea that Jesus is mercy today I'm going to talk to you about Jesus is truth turn to your neighbor and say the truth turn to your other neighbor and say it like you mean it the truth I would be like, duh, like duh, you know, not the, duh truth, duh truth. What is the truth? This is one of the greatest questions in our society today. What is the truth? Now, I almost had Pastor Charlie put up a picture of this uh, item I'm about to talk about, but I did not want to cause division and hate and frustration in the church today. It's an image that came out in 2015, It was something that caused a viral sensation. It was about a simple dress. Is the dress white and gold or blue and black? Oh my goodness. I already know. You know what's about to happen. This lady, this mom of a bride sends a picture to her daughter about the dress she is going to wear at her wedding. And it... And, and as she, the bride is looking at the dress, she's going, no, mom, this color is wrong. This is a white and gold dress. And she could not believe her eyes. So she posted on social media and asked all of her friends, is this white or gold and blue or black? Listen. Over 4.4 million people commented on it within 48 hours. Is the dress white or gold or blue and black? Listen, in my eyes, that was white and gold. How many you were right? It is white and gold. If you remember it, did you think it was blue and black, right? This picture caused marriages to suffer, families to divide. It caused murder in the streets. No, I'm just joking on it. That didn't happen. But it just caused so much hate and division amongst people because of what they perceived to be the truth. And it was caused such a stir that the lady got married and, and they actually asked her to come back to the States early from our honeymoon to be on the Ellen show. And Ellen asked her the question, what is the truth? What color is the dress? And you know what color it was? Blue and black. And you know what people said? I don't believe it. Now. I do not believe it. That is not my truth. And that is the biggest epidemic that we have in our society today, is that truth has become relative. It's evolving with time. It's evolving with humanity. There is no absolute truth, which is funny because that statement is an absolute truth. Truth has become subjective, which means... I, as an individual, have a right to determine what my truth is and live by it, and no one can judge me by my truth. My truth. Have you ever said my truth? Have you ever heard somebody say, this is my truth? You know what Urban Dictionary tells me what that means? This is my non-negotiable, personal opinion. You can argue if Alabama is the greatest team of all time. We know they're not. (laughs) I'm a Penn State boy through and through. I grew up in central Pennsylvania. Let's go, Penn State. We are. Listen, we can argue all the way and we can have a great debate all about it, but as soon as somebody says, my truth is Alabama's the greatest, you know what they're telling you? You can't argue with it anymore. This is my truth and I am going to live by this. It's not a fact. It doesn't matter if the dress is blue. It doesn't matter if the grass is green. It doesn't matter if the earth is round. If I believe it, if I perceive it, If I relate to it, then guess what? It is my truth, and that's how I am going to live. And when we live in a world full of social media and YouTube and TikTok, talk, tick, and Instagram, where anybody can go on and tell you what their truth is, it has never been harder to know what is the truth in today's society. What is the truth? It is confusing, it is disorienting, and it's a problem because what you believe as truth will determine how you live your life. What you believe as truth will determine how you live your life. For example, if I believe my truth is that exercise has no bearing on my health or my longevity in life, you know what I'm not gonna do? I'm not gonna exercise. If I believe marriage has no moral value, then I am never gonna get married. I'm only gonna be in committed relationships until I'm no longer in that committed relationship. If I my truth is that the church has no value in my life, then I am not going to make church a priority in my life. If I believe showers are evil, I will have no friends. <laughs> Do you see how this plays out? What you believe determines how you live your life. So it is vitally important to make a decision on what the truth is, so that you can live the right life that God's calling you to to live. And this is exactly what Jesus is addressing with the people in John chapter eight. He's talking to the religious leaders, the thought influencers, his followers, non-followers. And in John chapter eight, starting in verse 37 or 31, Jesus tells the people this, you are my true disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth And the truth will set you free. The people replied, but we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean, will you be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are are truly free. What Jesus is trying to reveal to the crowd and to the people is the answer to the question, what is truth? And not only does he tell us what truth is, he also tells us what the effect truth will have in our life. Jesus tells the people that his teachings point to the truth and that that truth will set you free. And then he tells them, if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. It's like when you have a math equation that says A plus A equals C and B plus B equals C. That means A and B are the same. If Teaching sets you free, and the Son sets you free. Jesus is saying truth is not based upon your emotions, it's not based upon feelings, it's not based upon you being Jewish or non Jewish. It has nothing to do with genealogy. Genealogy, truth is a person, and that person is Jesus. Jesus is is the truth. It's not about a set of rules. It's not about a set of guidelines. Jesus is telling the people he is the truth. And then he goes and he tells his disciples in John chapter 14, I am the way, I am the, and I am the life. And then in John chapter one, it says the word of, the word was with God in the beginning, right? And then the word became flesh and he dwelt among them among us, and he is filled with grace and truth. Truth is a person. Jesus is the truth. There are no variations. There is no multiverse. There is no different strands of truth. There is one truth because that one truth is Jesus, does anybody in here ever experience that truth and the effect of being set free because of what Jesus has done in your life? Can you give Jesus the truth? A little hand clap of praise this morning. That means anything that is not Jesus is not truth. If Jesus is the truth, anything that's not Jesus is not the truth. That's why Jesus continues talking to the crowd down in chapter 8, verse 41. He says, the crowd goes to him and says, we are not illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. And Jesus told him, if God were your father, you would love me because I have come to you from the father. I'm not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? I, I like how Jesus like talking to people like that. You just don't read it like... What am I saying? You got to be like, why can't you understand what I'm saying? Like I'm talking to my kids. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? It's because Jesus, you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil. Woo! Somebody called me the children of the devil. Man, sometimes I feel like my children are the spawn of Satan, but I know they're not. They're just children. If somebody looked at you as an adult and said, you are the spawn of Satan, you're the children of the devil, those are my fighting words. And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, he is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell you the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Jesus is telling the people the reason why you can't understand that Jesus is the truth, that he is who he says he is, is because you have believed a lie and called it a truth, my truth, instead of believing the truth. You believed a lie and called it a truth instead of believing the truth. And you do that because Satan, who is the father of lies, only lies to you. And when he talks to you, he tells you a lie, but he doesn't make it look like a lie. He makes it look like the truth. You know, Satan's never going to come up to you and be like, yo, Go get Karen, who's not your wife. Tell her we're going to go to Vegas, spend all your money, max out all your credit cards, leave your wife, your children, quit your job, go get high, smoke cocaine, be happy, live your life. You deserve it. No, you ain't going to do that. That's crazy. Satan will never come up and do something and create this giant big lie with a flashing sign that says, this is a lie what he will do is he'll try to appeal to your emotions and your feelings, and he'll throw a little bit of truth so that truth looks appealing like a lie, just like he did to Eve at the beginning in Genesis chapter three. Did God really say, don't eat from any tree? Well, yeah, he told us not to eat from any tree. And if we do, we will surely die. Almost sounded more like Mickey Mouse than a girl. Hi, Mickey. Um, as a youth pastor, you have to have funny sounds. I mean, if you don't, kids are just like, Ugh. You will surely die. You will not surely die. But you will become like God. You will evolve into the being the best version of yourself. You deserve this. God's holding something back from you. You will be who you are meant to always be. Eve looked at that and goes, "Wow. That sounds pretty good. I'm going to trade the truth for a truth because it's more appealing to my emotions and my feelings." So, what does even Adam do? They bite that apple. Guess what? They did not die. Satan was right about that. They did not fall over and die immediately after they ate that apple. Satan was not lying about that, but something inside of them spiritually died. And guess what? They did evolve into another person. But they didn't become like God. Instead, they began to feel emotions of shame and fear and doubt and confusion. And they began to hide away from God instead of running to God. Because every time you believe a truth instead of the truth, it will take you down a path of death and destruction. Proverbs tell us that there is a path that seems right to man, but it leads to death. What I'm trying to tell you is this, that Satan is not going to come up and tell you a lie that makes you go, hmm, I'm not going to do it. He wants you to no longer trust the truth and instead trust in a truth because you are only as free as the truth that you believe in. You are only as free as the truth that you believe in. And so he'll begin to do things like this to you. He'll 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 begin to whisper this into your ear. He'll be like You ain't happy. And you haven't been happy in a long time. You definitely haven't been happy in your marriage for a while. You know what? I just don't think she's good for you anymore. She don't satisfy you the way she used to satisfy you. She don't look like all them girls on TikTok and Instagram. You know what? She just doesn't understand how you have evolved and become a better person. She doesn't appreciate you like you should be appreciated. You know who does appreciate you? Pam from The Office. <laughs> Pam appreciates you. Pam appreciates how you evolved. You are the gym to her, Pam. You know what you should do? She should text Pam, what's up? Innocent enough and see what happens. You deserve to be happy. Doesn't God want you to be happy? You need to be happy. The problem with a truth is that a truth is about self gratification and self empowerment, but the truth is about self surrender. A truth is about you being happy, getting what you deserve, becoming the best version of yourself, you taking care of you because you earned it. But the truth says, pick up your cross and follow me. The truth says, trust the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. The truth says, God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Doesn't matter the circumstances or what's going on in your life, that is is the truth. And we live in a society that says, I would rather have a truth and feel good about something than have the truth and feel like I have no self-control, no ability to control life myself. I earned it and I deserved it. God, you're holding something back from me. Satan's number one tool is to get you to mistrust God by lying to you. You see, Ryan, I thought this message was about Jesus is the truth. That's absolutely right. Jesus is the truth. But sometimes to understand what the truth is, you have to understand how you're being lied to. We live in a society that loves to be able to look at something and say, well, that's not my truth. When the truth is standing right in front of them. Second, Paul writes uh, Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he says this. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine instead they will suit their own desires they will gather around them a great numbers of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear they will turn their ears away from the truth and the turn aside to myths a truth a lie even in the old in the new testament times society was trying to get people to understand that you don't need Jesus anymore. You don't need God anymore. You don't need church anymore. We've evolved past that. You still believe in all that? Science can disprove all of that. Science can take care of all of that. You know what science can't do? Decide where we are, how we were created. When I was growing up, it was a big bang. Now it's some black hole reverse spit out thing. It, it keeps changing. It keeps evolving. You know why? Because they're trying to figure out what the truth instead of relying on the truth. Because the a truth helps them to be able to reject the truth. Oh, we don't need to be going to church anymore. It's just to make you feel better about yourself. You know what really will help you make you feel better about yourself? Go down to the bar. Go get drunk. That'll make you feel good for the day. You deserve it. You earned it. Some of you are believing lies in your life and you don't even realize it because you traded a truth for a lie and you have so consumed that truth that you don't even understand that it's a lie. Some of you believe that you'll never be loved. I'll never be loved. No one's ever gonna love me. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. And so it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Every time somebody tries to come up and love you, you know what you're doing? Get away from me. I'm unlovable. You can't be around me. You can't be near me. Or some of you are believing, hey, you're 24. You're not married yet with kids? There's no guy that's going to love you. You know what you need to do? You need to download the app and swipe right. Go discover yourself a little bit, girl. Go have some fun. Boys, go spread your oats. Go be wild. You're allowed to. That's what we do as humans. You can follow Jesus later. Besides, you won't even need that Jesus stuff once you do that. Go, go fulfill yourself. Go find yourself. Go do all that. And you know what you're eventually going to end up doing? Being trapped in the bondage of a truth instead of finding freedom in the truth that is found in Jesus. And this is what eventually happens. Paul writes the Romans. And this is probably one of the saddest things, and this is where we are at in society. Eventually, God is going to do this. Eventually, God is going to turn people over to the truth that they believe and allow them to hold on to a truth instead of the truth. And when they do this, this is what happens to them. And it it sounds crazy because it sounds like our society society today, but this was written in 70 A.D., almost Almost 2,000 years ago, it says this. They traded the truth of God for a lie. And men, instead of having normal sexual relationships with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men as a result of this sin. They suffered within themselves the penalties they deserved. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malice behavior, gossip. They became backstabbers, haters of God, proud, boastful. They invited new ways of sinning. They disobeyed their parents. They refuse to understand. They break their promises. They are heartless and they have no mercy. How many of you want to be that? Said no one ever. But you know what? Satan doesn't put that in the front plate of the platter of the lie that he's trying to get you to believe. He's trying to get you to believe a truth. And once you hold on to that truth, you know what happens? That. But it doesn't happen overnight. It's a steady, slow fade of your life. And all of a sudden you're looking around and you're going, why doesn't life work? Why am I always struggling? Why does it seem that my life consistently fails? Let me ask you, what truth are you believing in? That's actually a lie. That Satan has deceived you so that you would eat the fruit of the tree instead of partaking in the bread of life who will set you free. And some of you in here this morning, your heart's burning right now because you're like, man, feel that because you have been believing those lies. And for right now, in this moment, the Holy Spirit's talking to your heart and you're saying, I need to get out of that. I need to begin to believe not a truth, not the, the lie that Satan's trying to convict me, convince me of, but the truth who is Jesus who died on a cross so that you can live again. You know how you submit to the truth and you get to know the truth? There's three steps. And I saved this at the end because I knew it was going to be really easy and simple. And you didn't need me to preach a message about it. The only way for you to know the truth is to be in relationship with the truth. I can know about my wife. I can know Becca. But if I'm never in a relationship with Becca, do I really know her? I don't. I know Nick Saban on Instagram, but don't really know Nick Saban. I follow Jimmy Garoppolo on Instagram. I know him, but I really know him. I might know him, but does he know me? You have to be in relationship with Jesus for you to begin to know the truth. And you say, Ryan, how do I get into relationship with Jesus? It's really simple. The Bible says For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's about saying and taking a look at your life and saying, I no longer want to believe that lie. I don't want to believe a truth, but I want to begin to believe the truth. Jesus, you are the truth, and I want to begin to walk in you. You don't need to hear some fancy prayer repeat after me right now. Some of you are already believing. I'm believing. I want. I believe in Jesus. I want Jesus. I want, I want that truth. I want to be set free. I want to have freedom in my life. I'm tired of living the way I'm living right now because I want to be able to be all that God's created me, not all that I want to create for myself. All you have to do is believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Confess with your mouth and you shall be saved. The second thing that you need to know to know the truth is this. Jesus told his followers, you have to read my teachings. You have to follow my teachings. What are his teachings? The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, yeah, that's the book for me. I stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Bible. Bible. You have to read his Bible. Right now we have students, 18 students going through a leadership academy and I'm making them read the New Testament Bible, the New Testament in 90 days. You know why I'm doing that? You can't know the truth and be in relationship with the truth and you can't believe in the truth if you don't know what the truth says. You know, less than 20% of Christians, church going Christians read their Bible daily. Did you know that 40% of church going Christians only read their Bible once or twice a month? Did you know 40%, the other 40% never read their Bible at all, and yet they follow Jesus? You want to know why Satan's able to deceive so many Christians and non-Christians about what the truth is? Because we don't know what it is. We go on Instagram and TikTok, and we say, oh, wow, that that resonates with my soul. I saw one social influencer tell tell people to pray to the uh, the heavenly mother. Where is that in Scripture? Or how about this? The United Kingdom Bible Society did a survey among its adults. 27 of them believe that Superman is in the Bible. 33% of them think Harry Potter is in the Bible. And 52% of them believe the Hunger Games is in the Bible. Yeah, some of you are telling your head going like, that's crazy. I know. But when you don't know what the truth is, you will believe any truth that resonates with your feelings and emotions. That is what I'm talking to you about this morning. It's not about how you feel. It's not about you. It's about the truth, surrendering to that truth and saying no matter what the circumstances are, I know it and I believe it even if I cannot see it. Because that is what true faith is all about. Number three, be in relationship with the truth, read the truth, read his teachings. Number three, be a part of a church that talks about the truth. Come to a Bible believing church that speaks the truth, just like this one, and get in relationship with other people. You can't live the right life with the wrong friends. I'm telling my students that right now. We just ended a series on it. You can't live the right life with the wrong friends. So if the people that are around you are trying to tell you to believe a truth instead of the truth, you need to get around, you need to get a new group of friends. You need to get into a small group on Wednesday, you need to find a small group somewhere, get in community, and have somebody challenge what you believe is true. You know why the disciples grew in their number daily after in Acts chapter two? Is because they gathered together and they went over the apostles' teachings. You know why? Because when somebody's believed in a truth, like, hey, you have to be circumcised to be a Christian. And all the guys who were non-Jewish were like, what? I ain't doing that. Like, well, if you're going to believe in Jesus, you have to be circumcised. I'm out. Deuces. The Apostle Paul had to come over and tell him, hey, guys, that's not true. You don't have to do Why put something on them? That's a truth instead of the truth. You know what these new believers need to do? Two things. Don't eat food delivered to idols. And number, number one, don't eat food that's delivered to idols. Number two, stay away from sexual immorality. Boom, bang, there you go. Do those two things, walk with Jesus, and you're going to be okay. You need people that's going to challenge the way you think and believe the truth and not a truth. Some of you need to examine some of the, the some of the entertainment that you're watching right now that's causing you to believe a truth instead of the truth. Don't get involved in my entertainment, Pastor Ryan. That's my safe zone. <laughs> I'm just vegging out. I'm not really thinking about it. Then why are you watching it? Why are you listening to it? Why are you participating in it? You know why? Because a truth feels good in a moment rather than believing and submitting yourself to the truth. But the problem is a truth will keep you bound, broken, and busted. And it will lead you to death and destruction. And something in your life is going to suffer because of it. But if you will believe, look at it, and recognize it for not being a truth but a lie and turn your life over to the truth, Jesus will set you free. And he will give you the thing that you want the most. Eternity in heaven with him. Yo, know, this world is not the highlight reel. This is, heaven is not like the consolation prize. It is the prize. And people wonder, why does God send people to hell? God doesn't send people to hell. God gives people the truth that they want to believe in. Why would God force somebody to believe? Why would God force you to live with the truth forever when you rejected the truth for a different truth? That's part of the grace in the New Testament. God doesn't force somebody to spend eternity in heaven with Him that doesn't want to spend earth with Him. Instead, He does what Paul says in Romans He gives them over to their desires. You want that? You can have that now and forever. But if you want Jesus, you can have him now and forever in a place that's no more sorrow, no more pain, where we get to live with him forever. I'm gonna have a dragon. I'm gonna have a mansion. I'm gonna have a lakefront house. I'm gonna have a spaceship. I'm gonna have whatever I want. You know why? Because I can't die. Uh, I'm gonna have Superman's body. That's probably where Superman came at from the Bible, right there in that moment. As we wrap up today, What is the truth? Take a moment. What is the truth in your life? What is it that you're believing? Because what you believe determines how you live. And how are you supporting that truth with the actions in your life? Because Jesus says, if the sun sets you free, you are free in deed. And if you're not experiencing freedom in this place today, I want you to ask yourself, Lord, reveal into my heart and my life, what truth am I believing instead of the truth that's holding me back from being all that you created me to be so that I can live my best life with you, not without you. I want you you stand to your feet? I want to pray over you. I want to pray over some of you. We're going to have uh, the prayer team come up in just a few moments. But if you made that decision that that you're like, I need to begin to believe in the truth. I need to begin to be in a relationship with the truth. I need to begin to get into a relationship with Jesus. And that's you. I just want to pray over you. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to come up front. I'm not going to make you join this church right now. But I am going to pray over you that God will begin over the next several days and weeks and the rest of your life take you on this faith journey that will open your eyes and your ears to what the truth is. Because it takes time and it takes dedication. You can believe a lie in a moment, but it takes a lifetime to reject it. And I'm believing that in this moment right now that you'll be on a journey to be able to see what the truth is that God has for your life, that you are loved, that you are cared for, that his grace is new, his mercy is new, and that he wants the best thing for you. You know why? Because he created you. And he created you so much that he wanted to spend eternity with you. Listen, there are times when I don't even want to spend an hour with my children. So I don't even know what Jesus is talking about when he wants to spend eternity with me. I'm just like, yo, that's nuts. But that's how much he loved us. That's why he came to the earth, so that he could die on a cross, so that we could live with him forever if we would just believe in the truth. So I'm going to pray over those people that in your heart right now you you're saying that's me. I I want to I want to make that decision. I want to do that. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for those other ones. For those people that are in this room that you're struggling in life right now, Satan is trying to feed you a lie. He's trying to add truth into it. He's trying to make you believe something because you're unhappy about something in your life. Paul also writes to the Romans, he said, when they stop giving thanks to God is when they begin to turn away from the truth. Some of you need to become back and become grateful for the things that you have instead of the things that you don't have. And finally, I'm going to pray that God gives you relationships that's going to push you closer to him because a true friend cares for you, helps you, is honest with you, pushes you closer to God and encourages you on that walk. I'm going to pray that God brings those people into your life today, tomorrow, and forever so that you can live in the freedom that Jesus is. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this morning. Lord, I thank you that you are the truth, that you never change. You're the same yesterday and forever. When the, the time on this earth comes to an end, you are still going to be there. Lord, I thank you that when we believe in you, we receive you, and we get to receive life with you, and that's the ultimate prize. I pray for those people in this room today that are feeling that burning in their heart, Lord, because they are not in relationship with you. They know you. They've been around church, but they've never taken that step to be in relationship with you, to believe you as the truth and the life in their life. Lord, I pray right now that you'd begin to seal that with the Holy Spirit. Lord, that you'd begin to allow your Holy Spirit to speak truth into their life, that where their eyes have been closed to the truth. And and Lord, I pray that you, your Holy Spirit would begin to show them the lies the enemy has for their lives. And Lord, that you would transform it with the truth of your word. Lord, I thank you that your truth is alive and well and speaks life into your people. I pray for right relationships right now, Lord, for every person in this room that would push them closer to you so that they can know the truth and the truth set them free, Lord, that they can have others push them as they go towards the mark of becoming more like you. And Lord, I pray that those who are struggling in this room in their relationships and where they are at in their life, that they would not believe a truth and and fall to something that seems more uh, more. Appealing or more self gratifying, Lord, I pray that that you would begin to speak to them right now, speak to them right now, Holy Spirit, and let them know what the truth is, so that they will follow that and not a truth that leads to a path of destruction. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for all that you're going to do in and through this place and through the lives of these people. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen amen if you want to turn to your screen we're going to read this prayer together our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done in earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen and amen